Hello, Big Was. Hello. <laughs> Jesus, you scared the shit out of me then. Uh, just had another little scare, though. Oh, yeah? So I decided to do the podcast in the office tonight, which is the cab of my truck, Warren. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I stepped outside and was just about to walk up the decking to where the car is. And I saw this big thing move and I sort of froze and thought it was a person, but it was a big bloody wallaby. Big bloody wallaby in the bloody yard, was it? Massive. I would say roughly between my nipples and my belly button is how tall it was. Wow. That's uh, terrifyingly big, really. Yeah, big. Because I know how high your nipples are. Big brown bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about eye level with your nipples. It's as tall as me. (laughs) Yeah, just about. (laughs) Um, His head was somewhat smaller, but yeah, no, that was cool. That was really cool. Well, mate, they're supposed to bounce around. How's it going to bounce around with it weighed down like that? That's true, yeah. No, that was awesome, though. Just walked out and there, and like, I'm I'm saying he was probably like six metres away. Well, you seem to attract the local wildlife. I am the local wildlife. wildlife. That's exactly, mate. <laughs> the first thing people get when they Google, um, they Google image. It just has a big smiling picture of you. Yeah, and I <laughs> next to your shed. I bring a I bring a whole new meaning to the word wild as well, Warren. Eh? Oh, it's not everyone right, that mate. slides down a slide headfirst and breaks his fucking ribs, mate. Not not at all, mate. Not yeah, at all. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's been confirmed. You've tried to replace your ribs with with uh, tan bark and metal play equipment. Yeah, it hasn't worked, though. Uh, speaking no. of um, accidents, though. Yeah? Guess what? <laughs> You're pregnant. So you know I've had a head injury. <laughs> I'm pregnant, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. I had uh, the rib accident. Well... No, oh. no, nah, nah, it wasn't me this time. It was my father, actually. Um, he, oh, no. He was putting together a shed, um, but just a, just a standard steel one from a yeah, hardware store. Yeah, not influenced by your adventures. Nah, he's just doing a simple kit form one. Um, he, was, oh. he was putting that up, and uh, my brother-in-law helped him, and my brother-in-law explicitly said to him, now, Terry, don't get on the roof of this thing and try to you know fix it yourself. Oh, Jesus. Next day, Dad climbs up a ladder, goes on the roof, falls through the roof. Um, oh, no. Sustains quite a nasty head gash and uh, oh. a broken wrist, I think it was as well. Ended up in the ambulance uh, to go into hospital, but he's he's good. He's in good spirits. He's um, This was yesterday. He's back home now. He got home last night, and he's just feeling a bit worse for wear as far as, like, a few pains and stuff here and there. Um, and I I'd think, imagine he would be, yeah. I think his ego and his dignity have also been a little <laughs> a little scarred. Well, but, um, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, no, nah, but he's he's a good bloke. So he's a tough old goat, and he'll keep powering on. But I said to him, look, you know, I tried to slide down a slide as a 42-year-old man. You've tried to climb yeah. a roof as a 70-year-old man. So I said, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. Uh, I don't was going to say, I mean, <laughs> I, wish him, I wish him a speedy and healthy uh, recovery. So take care, Terry. But at the same time, you've taught your son. All you know yeah. <laughs> about, <laughs> about reliable handling of your own body. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. Uh, it's not serving you well. That's right. Um, oh, now, dear. before we continue, Warren, I uh, my yes. as you know, um, you've only been wrong on this podcast probably two or three times, <laughs> whereas I pretty much two or three times every half an hour I'm saying something wrong. <laughs> on a good day. Now, my middle daughter wanted to pull you up on this one because okay. – 
Um, I was talking about, well, let me start from the beginning. So she was, she's been drawing, um, doing some portraits of, uh, celebrities and things like that. She did one of Angel Olsen. I don't know who that is, but she also did one of Amy Winehouse. Um, and she's. I was going to say she would have started with me, surely. (laughs) Yeah. The head didn't fit on the page though, unfortunately. Yeah, one big circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so she's done a few. She's, uh, attempting to do David Bowie now as well, which is cool. Um, but she wanted to do, um, the main character from the show Peaky Blinders because she wants to do it for her friend, um, who is a big fan of this guy in more, more ways than one. She's got a bit of a soft spot for him and loves his acting as well. Um, now I was saying Cillian Murphy is his name because that's what you told me his name was Warren on the podcast once. Um, but apparently his name is actually pronounced Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that, though. No, me neither. So I've actually decided the pronunciation should be Killian Murphy. Well, my daughter was very adamant that I tell you on air yes. that it's Killian, and that I think she was enjoying being right over you. Um, and But I think I'll go and crush her later uh, by <laughs> telling her that we are still going to call him Cillian yeah. Murphy. Cillian <laughs> Murphy, because we don't care. All right? <laughs> That's <laughs> no, right. No, but, but well done. Well done for correcting me on that one. I do appreciate it. I actually, I remember somebody referring to him um, and saying Cillian Murphy, and I was like, I- I'm sorry, who? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's how you pronounce it. That's that's an Irish name. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It but... just doesn't. It's, uh, I don't know. It doesn't have any poetry to it, you know? No, I think. Yeah. Uh... Killian. I think the name is ridiculous anyway, to be honest, as, right. a, as a first name. <laughs> Killian or right. Cillian. It's, they're both, right. both as bad as each other, really. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. But Murph, I like Murphy. Murphy's good. My, uh, I've got an uncle whose surname is Murphy. Yeah, Murphy's a pretty cool name. And he's an Irishman as well, actually. Well, yeah. let's just start calling him Murphy then. Yeah, let's just call him Murphy. Well, people might we'll think we're talking about... the name altogether. People might think we're talking about Eddie Murphy, though can get confusing. I think if we do it in an Irish accent as well. I think why don't we make a vow, a promise to ourselves and to the listeners that we never talk about Killian or Cillian Murphy ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's let's see if we can do that. Now Uh, what what do we uh so we uh we 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 thrilled the listeners last week with uh, information (laughs) about the Philippines and uh where was the other one? Oh, Czech Republic. <laughs> Czech Republic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to cover a couple of uh, countries tonight, which are, Warren? Nigeria and Albania. That's right. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck into that. Um, <laughs> it's nice to have you on episode 120, Warren, and it's nice to be it, here myself. Thank you. It, <laughs> look, you just you, you fill in all the gaps, mate, because I'll just talk. So you make sure you get all the proper information out there. But, yes, episode 120 it is. 100%. And what we learnt from the um, the listening habits of our listeners um, is that people don't want they don't want to learn anything from this podcast, do they, Luke? No, not at all. They they just want to hear filth and uh, they want to, yeah, sordid, disgusting, yeah. perverse, kinky, horror-filled stuff. Yeah, that's right, because that's what brings them in, in droves. So I've just scraped out the contents of my underpants, and that's the show for tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, well, that'll be up on Instagram later, people. <laughs> yeah. Have a good look at it. Made a small video about it, part one and part two. <laughs> Luke's vlog about his log. I've even done a little intro, which is the inside of Luke's underpants. <laughs> 
yeah. well, there you go. Well, actually, funnily enough, just because you had a little theme there, yeah. uh, while I was looking at facts about Albania, uh, there was the first thing that actually popped up said, News of the Weird. Oh, wow, there you go. About Albania. So I was they, like, well, hello there, soldier. How we should are you have, going? We should have copywritten it because News of the Weird has only ever been said by us. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> assholes. Right. And they should treat it like we treat uh, he who shall not be named, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, formerly yeah. known as, yeah. <laughs> That's right, never, ever speak of it again, never utter it. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've tried to uh, I've tried to pull together some, it's, I must admit, it was a little harder to find yeah, some, uh, I some quirky facts. I struggled, yeah. So I'm going to apologise formally uh, to the people of Nigeria, uh, their leaders, their customs, their history, because I'm sure it's rich in amazing facts and amazing people and all sorts of tidbits of knowledge. See, this is where... Unfortunately, we won't be covering any of that. See, this is where you and I differ because um, I blame Nigeria and Albania for... (laughs) For not, uh, you know, not not um, with the goods. coming up with the goods in the 10, 15 minutes that I took out of my day <laughs> to look up on Google. That's right. And I would agree. <laughs> we, we are committed to this project here at Find the World Podcast. And I think it's unfair of these countries not to have a larger online presence. That's right. I don't want to have to sit there staring blankly at my phone wondering what I can type in to try and find something interesting on Nigeria and Albania. I think it should just be there straight away. Just bang. You want everything to, to talk about on a podcast? Here you go. And, you know, the cruelty in the, the fact that, you know, smartphones have that way about them is that from tomorrow onwards, we'll be getting pop-ups and advertising and news story links and emails all about Nigeria because <laughs> of our search tonight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but we cannot find squat about it on this first occasion. So, you know, it's uh, food for thought in the future. We'll go to a quick break and we'll come back with uh, Nigeria. Great. Check out the Fly on the Wall podcast. Two knobs talking about knobs and a lot more. <laughs> It's the Fly on the Wall motherfucking podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, would you like to start or would you like me to start Big Waz? Uh, I don't mind. Are we recording already? Luke? We're recording, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, okay. I'll, give you some, uh, I'll give you some weird food of Nigeria. All right, then. Weird in regards to what us, you know, us lot would think anyway. Yes, because um, maybe they think what we eat is weird. Uh, weird food. Uh, cow brain. Cow brain is a delicacy for some tribes. The brain of the cow is used to prepare a special stew known as kwana and could make the faint-hearted ill. If you don't have the gut, simply don't eat it. Would you try cow <laughs> brain stew? <laughs> what I find interesting is the wording there. So it will make the faint of heart ill. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm overly cocky and I'm talking it up and, and bringing my A game, I'll be fine. You'll be fine, yeah, absolutely. But even if it's disgusting, I'll just be like, yeah, that's all right. But if you... I'll, I'll go take care of give us a swig of the old cake and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a little bit nervous and you've like, got a little, <laughs> a little bit of butt porridge seeping out, you might be a bit <laughs> – it might knock you out. Yeah, 
I just send you fucking Hurley. I think I, I think. Jeez, I wish I was a little braver. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> I think I'd go in there very brazen and just chow down on some cow brain. No problem. I would get stuck in. No problem. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I suppose I would have to ask a few key questions about the cow brain stew. Is there any? I... Is there any salt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be I'd be curious about its uh, level of preparedness. Like, is it cooked well? Is it minced? Is it, um, you know, is it is it put through with some yeah herbs, spices, and sauces, or is it looking fairly au naturel? Like, it's literally spread cracked out of the skull and served on a plate with a dollop of fucking parsley <laughs> and you know something on top. What I'm. Uh... What I'm picturing in my head, and this, yeah. I don't, you know, no disrespect, but I'm picturing. No, not at all. Because it, only because it said the word tribes. So I'm picturing you in like a grass hut, right? You've got yeah. like a, like a, you know, a, a onesie safari outfit on with a, an, a, an Akubra hat with a leopard skin print band around it. That's right. You're, you're fucking That's... dripping in sweat. Like, dr- like, like you just jumped in the bath and jumped out again, right? Yeah. You got yep. flies in your eyes, going yeah. up your nostrils, in your anus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking rough, you know? And, yeah. and you're oh, trying to, you're, you're trying to ask, you're sort of, and there's a, there's a huge language barrier. They don't speak English at all. And you don't speak whatever tribe they, they are. So yeah. you're yeah. like trying to explain, like, is it cooked through? And you're sort of trying to motion some sort of gesture to show cooked through. <laughs> And they're just slapping their the side of their head and looking at you with big eyes and just laughing. <laughs> and you're like, is it cooked? <laughs> yes. I can imagine a very pale, sweating, um, you know, large craniumed Westerner like myself dressed with that kind of ridiculous outfit on <laughs> would be making them laugh anyway. Yeah. So that, the, the offering of the cow stew would only be... Serve them, you know, to extra mirth afterwards. You're like that. Um, yep. What I find funny is I'm assuming that the colouring of my outfit, I don't know why I've got preoccupied with this, <laughs> but why is the colour always so beige? I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse to bring out every drop of sweat. I think, I think what it is, because <laughs> let's face it, if you get lost in the desert, yeah. No one's going to find you, and that's a win-win. No. That's a win-win for the tribes, people, isn't it? They're like, good, <laughs> another fucking white man gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's all right, true. <laughs> on to the next one. Uh, okay, grass cutter feces. The droppings of a grass cutter, which is like a locust, not not a gardener like me. <laughs> <laughs> you can try it sure, by all means. If you were there, they would be finding a lot of droppings. By all means, you can you can chow down on my shit if you want, <laughs> but I would strongly recommend you don't. Um, okay. Uh, okay, so the droppings of a grass cutter, which is like a locust, are used by some people to prepare soup. It is believed it, it is believed it makes the food smell good and is also highly nutritive. Never heard the word nutritive before. I think they made it up, Luke. Yeah, I think nutritional. Yeah. But nutritive, <laughs> yeah. So what do you reckon about grass cutter feces? Would you give that a go? Okay, I'd probably be more uh, more likely to try that than the cow brain stew. Yeah, but it's... Do I still get to wear my suit, though? You're you're wearing the suit the whole time. They're bringing right, out they're okay. bringing out different dishes to like put in front of you. Oh, to- okay. I'm just sitting there waiting to be kind of 
I, I've been welcomed into the village as some kind of guest or victim. Yeah. And they're just giving <laughs> yeah. me all of their local um, produce and, yeah, everything. There's definitely, okay, a, there's definitely a very strong air of disdain. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From, emanating from them towards you. And especially yeah. every time they bring a dish out and you sort of turn your, you know, white man nose that's that's burnt as fuck from the sun, yeah. you turn that up and they sort of look over at this one of the elders in the village and he's sort of sitting in a dark corner and he's got like a mortar and pestle just grounding up some, some stuff. Yeah. And he just looks at you with very wizened eyes and just sort of very, very subtly shakes his head. <laughs> and and they all talk in low and in, in ushered tones around him. Though. And he just sort of looks at you and slowly shakes his head every time. Yeah. I've got to say though, um, just on the respecting the tribes people from me, your dialect tonight is without equal. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hello to all our Nigerian tribes people listening. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. Well, uh, oh yeah. No, no. Do you have another one for me in terms of delicacies? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few more. Um, okay, so dog meat. Um, while the rest of the world believes uh, that dog is man's best friend, some Nigerians, particularly the Calabar and Ondo people, see the animal as a delicacy. A dog is not necessarily meat meant to be a pet or guard the house. Sometimes it is just a good source of protein. Um, wow. Again, yep, yeah, I'll give it a go. If a country or, or a group of people say it's a food, I would definitely try it. Um, monkey. Now, straight away, I thought Indiana Jones, the monkey brains. <laughs> yep. And I know you did too, big fella. No, I was getting there, mate. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Your hand just slowly went down to your crutch as soon as I said monkey. <laughs> Is this an Indiana Jones reference, Luke? Thank you. Actually, it was just the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Triumphant. Uh, even though monkeys and apes are like second cousins to human beings, some Nigerians have no problem cutting up these species and making a bubbling pot of stew with them. Monkeys as meat are discouraged by as they are said to be one of the Hang on, let me start that again. Monkeys as meat are discouraged as they are said to be one way that the Ebola virus is spread. Ah, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so okay. yeah. you might get a mouthful of Ebola, and that's just the, <laughs> that's just the name of the <laughs> the elder of the tribe. Um, so if I said to the the elder, I said, "Could I please have Ebola of your monkey stew?" Yeah, is that where the confusion would come from? Yeah, that's right. And he just he just pulled down his skirt, and away you'd go. <laughs> I would like a nice big Ebola or monkey stew. Uh, and the last one is alligator. It is quite okay. common for alligators to be killed for their skin and commercial purposes. But as crazy as it may sound, Warren, alligators are also killed for their meat. This is also very common in Asia. Now, I've uh, I've actually eaten crocodile before, um, which is a uh, not-too-distant cousin from the alligator, as you may know, Warren. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, it's kind of like watery chicken. Water, so a chicken that's been drowned. 
Yeah, and left in and the water. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. So why, why bother with crocs at all? So the danger element, That's just true. drown a chook. Well, well, chickens can be pretty dangerous too. So, um, yeah, if you're scared of chickens, then go after a, a crocodile. <laughs> I, I would, I'm going to put my hand up and say I'm more than happy to fight a chicken. Well, an angry mob of chickens coming at you would be, <laughs> would be quite, quite scary. <laughs> Look, if I, saw, if I saw a pack of 20 to 30 chickens... In my street, and right they're roosters. Now, they're, of, let's call them roosters because they're like yeah, ang- kind of angry. Past, yeah. Looking down the driveway of different people's houses, yeah, I'd feel an element of fear. There's no doubt about that. So would but you? I would probably still take them on more than the, the crocodile. So you'd rather? Okay, so let's 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 map it out. So you're standing there. You're in an alleyway. There's no escape. Yeah. There's no downpipe to climb up. There's no fence or anything like that. <laughs> You're in you a. Know how agile I am! It's straight up the downpipe, mate. <laughs> You're in a dark, wet, dank a- uh, alleyway in New York City. All right. And I've still got my safari stuff on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still covered in sweat. Um, <laughs> dripping. And no would you rather face off with one angry croc yep. or fifty angry cocks, Warren? <laughs> Get this right. You do actually mean roosters. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not just guys with their dick out. <laughs> yeah, angry ones yeah. as well. <laughs> You're going to fucking angry suck ones. it, mate. <laughs> but they've I don't want extra, you. They've gone the extra mile and they've tied a little red ribbon to get a bit of the rooster look to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, was that me replying to them? Yeah, yeah. No, no. So you're saying, I don't want to, and they're just coming at you. Why do I sound so pompous? Because you're on safari. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly time I get out my good accent. <laughs> so, yeah, what would it be, a crocodile or 50 angry roosters? Oh, I think I'm still going to go with the roosters. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, because I would just, I would, I would kind of lean forward, put my head down so they couldn't get at my eyes, yeah. and just charge through. <laughs> yeah, okay, they're cool. Whereas the croc, once it's got me, I'm not going anywhere else. Yeah, that's true. Once if it it's... gets one, one grab of me in its jaws, I'm done. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And swallow you whole. Think... <laughs> exactly. Even my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, that's over to you. For everyone. Over to you, big fella. Okay, <laughs> no worries, mate. Well, that was rather exciting, mate. I, I like learning about Nigeria, the Nigerian yeah. menu. Now, I was looking at, uh, it was actually a Nigerian news website, um, and I had two stories, and there's not a lot of detail to them. I just liked the headlines, and, and I thought it would be a good talking point. Um, so this one here says, 83-year-old virgin marries 90-year-old father of 10. So the virgin's 83? She's 83, mate. Oh, bless her cotton socks. Yep, that's right. Um, a, a, a non-deflowered uh, Nigerian princess uh, at 83 years old, pure and gentle and ready for marriage. And, and, probably, comes... uh, and probably sealed up, I'd say, down there. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got many, many, many years of sexual advice. Oh, no, sorry. They've got a couple of years. He's 90, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think they're going to have any sexual adventures because, I mean, 90 years, unless he's popping a shitload of Viagra, I think he's in trouble, you know? Well, look, I guess as long as he made it through the wedding night. Yeah. She's all right. She's happy enough. Yeah. And he's managed to, you know, (laughs) 
I don't want to say deflower a virgin. That's a bit. That's a bit off. But um, yeah, the, I, I think there's probably some appeal in it for him. What as did a you? Year old man. Did you see a picture of her? Is she hot? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to use the word hot, Luke. I'm going to say she was very noble. She's a bit of hot chocolate, no? Yeah, she was. A, <laughs> she was very noble. Um, she looked. I, I wouldn't say they had happy expressions. They were just noble. They both sat there looking like they'd accepted their fate, and uh, they were happy to go down this road together. Uh, speaking of wonderful. hot, speaking of hot chocolate, I'd pick her up. Right, I would pick her up yeah. in my car, and then right. blast. The hot chocolate song, heaven's in the backseat of my Cadillac. <laughs> Let me take it there. Or <laughs> well, maybe this, maybe this ninety-year-old, uh, you know, Casanova, yeah. was actually, you know, virulent and fit and uh, you maybe know, really yeah, energetic, yeah. and maybe that's exactly what he did. He jumped in his hotted-up Mercedes Benz with the the tins and the just married, you know, shaving cream sprayed across the window. <laughs> yeah, he picked up his bride in his arms. And he sang a little, yeah, he sang an ode to her as she popped her in the back and cruised off down Lagos Main Street. So do you reckon he um, he's not a virgin then? She's a virgin, but he's been banging away since he was like 13 years old. Well, I'm going to say he's a father of 10. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Actually, yeah, that's not many. Mean, that's not many. You don't think that's a lot of kids? Well, it is a lot of kids in, on in our standard. But, I mean, I don't know. I just thought uh, being 90, 90 years old. Nigerian. I'm going to make an assumption that as a 90-year-old man yeah. I, and, you know, he's marrying a virgin, I'm wondering if that's kind of his kink, his thing, to get all these virgins on board over the last, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. And right. he's got he's fucked them all and he's got kids everywhere. Right, okay, so it's 10 official children. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, but he's actually the father of maybe 50 or 60 illegitimate yeah, children. Yeah, he's thrown his seed around everywhere. Well, I mean, even more reason to celebrate this guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a true Casanova of uh, the Nigerian Is people. he hoping to have a child with the 83-year-old virgin? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it didn't detail that, um, but I'm going to assume they're going to give it a red-hot go. <laughs> yeah, because if he's, still, if he's still punching up uh, and fighting strong at 90, then... You know, if they had a baby now, he's doing uh, okay. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't know. Anyway, without going into <laughs> detail about menopause and all that sort of stuff, uh, you never know. Have you got okay? Well, I've got this story, but the funny thing is, it was in the Nigerian news site, but it was about a, a guy in Germany. Okay, yeah. But it, it amused me that much because the funny thing is that they chose this news story to put there. So, a man in Germany in Frankfurt. Uh, had actually lost his car. Uh, it was a Volkswagen Passat, and he couldn't find it one day when he came out of the shops. Now, they located that car 20 years after he lost it oh. <laughs> because it was parked in a, a, such a place in a building, well, in like, I'm guessing a multi-storey car park, um, in this place, and it was scheduled for demolition. So they were going through it a bit more, detailed to find, you know, I guess just to make sure it's clear and set the charges and all that sort of stuff. And so that's the only reason they found it, but they found it in its spot. They assumed it was stolen. Right, okay. But it, in fact, lost it, never found it again, and they found it 20 years later. Now, it was not drivable. It had basically rusted to its spot, but it was untouched. 
Well, so no one had tampered with it, tinkered with it, stolen from it, nothing. It sat there for 20 years, two decades without interference, which I thought was actually a bit of a miracle, really. That's kind of cool, yeah. I put my car out on the street tonight, it'll have no wheels by tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With all graffiti down the side, you fucking <laughs> wanker. <laughs> <laughs> They're just waiting for the chance. Yeah. They're watching me, waiting for me to park it out there. Like, oh, we'll get him tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was pretty impressed. So either Frankfurt's a very safe uh, and loving city and love thy neighbour and all that sort of stuff, or he was just very, very fucking lucky. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it, mate. Oh, that's all you've got in Nigeria? Yeah, I'm done with Nigeria. Like I, said, <laughs> I started this. I started this talk by apologising to the Nigerian people. Well, let me uh, let me carry the flag for Nigeria. Please carry the flag, mate. Take the flag and get it up there. So weird laws in Nigeria. It's illegal to privately paint a car army green. <laughs> That's fair. So you cannot That's go fair. to the I, hardware I, shop, get a get a tin of paint of, of army green and paint your own car with it. You'll be arrested, Warren. That's good. I think that there should be a rule more, mate. I hate it when people paint their cars army green. Now, I like this I, one, this next one, because um, okay. I wouldn't mind being the person caning some of these punks around. Anyone, okay. anyone under the age of 17 found guilty of an, any offence can be caned at the discretion of the court. Right. I like that one, fucking punks. But you wonder what, what uh, possible... Things they get caned for. I mean, I'm hoping that they're worthwhile. You know, they're justified. Yeah, murder. <laughs> yeah. Not not eating all their cow brain soup. Well, that's that's a bloody that's a arrestable offence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one. An individual can sue a partner if they change their decision about getting married. So you've lined someone up and you're like, yep, she's 83, but she's fucking red hot and ready to rock and roll. But then you, you know, you start thinking, actually, you know, I'm only 42, she's 83, I could probably do better and maybe get an 86-year-old. And that 83-year-old can then sue your ass. That's fair enough. Yeah, because she'll be like, you fucking promised me some dick and it's not going to happen, so fuck you. Um, Anyone practicing witchcraft can face prison with a minimum of two years. Okay. That's fair as well, I reckon. Well, see, I would have thought some level of witchcraft or witch doctors and that kind of practice of natural kind of, well, natural medicine, I'll call it natural medicine, superstitious medicine and, and everything, I would assume that's fairly widespread through some of the African countries with the mixture of cultures and older tribal beliefs and all that sort of stuff. So I wonder how common that is. Yeah, unless it's a like a white man law, you know, the apartheid. Two. Yeah, who knows? That's true. We're certainly not educated enough to even guess, really, are we? I'm impressed enough that you have... (laughs) I'm impressed that you have that to tell us. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a... I've got um, two weird traditions now, all right? And then I'm done with Nigeria. Uh, the fattening room. This is practiced by the Calabars. The fattening room is a room where young women are kept and prepared for womanhood. 
in times past, being fat is equivalent to being prosperous and all. They are brought and fed a variety of fatty foods and drinks. Okay. There you go. So, like, what's the, America is the fattest country in the world and Australia is a very close second. So if we send yeah. some of ours and America sends some of theirs, they'll be worshipped like gods over there. Big fucking boombalas. <laughs> and that's actually um, the cultural name that they give. Yeah, Boombala, Boombala, Boombala. Boombala, Boombala, Bala, Boombala, On a Saturday evening, um, after I've spent about a half an hour in my kitchen, I call it the fattening room as well. <laughs> yeah. See, I call my, again, my underpants the fattening room. Your underpants, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dad joke, sort of. Uh, Okay, widowhood. Now, this is actually a a big topic. Uh, Anyone interested, um, Google widowhood in Nigeria, and it's actually quite a... It's quite a nasty phenomenon, actually, or a a cultural taboo, I suppose you'd call it, um, that's very different from the rest of the world, a lot of places in the world. Um, Yeah, they're really quite... They're shunned. Widows, they're, they're shunned, which is very strange. Um, but yeah, widowhood, this is common amongst the Igbos. Uh, a widow is subjected to humiliation to prove she had no hand in her husband's death. I was going to ask if that was the reason why there's a sort of a bad vibe around them. Yeah, but they have to really do everything they can to prove that they didn't have anything to do with it, even if he just died of old age or died of sickness or whatever. Um, okay. all, all kinds of punishments are inflicted on her, such as making her drink the water used in washing her husband's corpse, shaving of her hair, and almost being starved to death. Now, this is before they know the truth. Like, You know what I mean? Like They make them go through this. This without- is part of the the trial. Okay. Yeah, without any evidence or anything like that. Yeah, so it's it's now, pretty hardcore. I'm a bit worried, Luke, because yeah. now we've just found out about our friends, the 90-year-old and the 83-year-old. Now, there's every chance, and I don't want to speak negatively about our our Casanova 90-year-old. Yeah, and there's weeks. every chance he's going to pass. Yeah, and she's screwed. Know, sooner than she's screwed before she even gets actually screwed. That's right. Yeah. So this this poor girl, I'm going to call her a girl because there's a certain innocence there that I think needs to be recognised. She's going to gone from um, virginal 83 year old bride to outcast and judged widow very yeah. very quickly, maybe within the same 24 hour period. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's actually that's a, a scary a scary thing, isn't it? If, if I'm, I'm, I don't want to generalise here. You did say it was from certain tribal groups. I That's think. right. Yeah, Igbos. I'm not going to try and generalise on the hundreds of millions of people in Nigeria, <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, but yeah, if you're interested, yeah, definitely look it up because it's um, there's some scary shit that goes on with the widows. Unfortunately, did you know that? Um, yeah, cir- uh, amongst certain tribes, circumcision is big over there as well. It has been. Um, what do you call it, forbidden, like it has been made um, uh, a crime, but it still definitely goes on with some of the more hardcore uh, traditional tribes, which is, yeah, barbaric. But then again, my opinion is circumcision on little boys is barbaric as well all over the world. Um, But it's not, it's still not, it's not comparing it to the circumcision of a woman. That's actually basically um, removing 
their genitalia completely, which is horrific. But yeah. Yes. On that note, we'll go to a quick break and uh, we'll come back with Albania. That sounds like a great plan. Three, two, one, and we're back in Big Waz. This is Flying the Wall Podcast. My name is Luke. And my name's Big Waz. So we're on to Albania. You want to shoot your filthy fucking virus-infected sperm all over the phone, Warren? Well, <laughs> look, I'm going to refrain from that because I want to keep everyone in a good state of health. Clean, safe, and I'm, happy. I'm considerate like that. But I'll tell you, the Albanians, they're crazy for a bit of bird shit. Crazy motherfuckers. Did you know that, mate? Bird shit? They consider it lucky to get shat on by a bird. Oh, I wonder if that's where it's come from then, because I've heard of other people saying that type of thing. In a, on in any a, part of the body, a, too. It's not It's not specific. Yeah. No, it can't just shit on your forehead on a Wednesday morning before 10. Oh, and okay. that's lucky. They think any bird that shits on you on any part of your body is good luck. So okay. let's hope you get fucking rained down upon. So like if an ostrich shit on an old man's head, that's uh, that's good luck? He would be, they'd be saying, mate, you must be going to get married soon to a virgin. <laughs> He'd be blessed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about if I was to dress as a bird and do a shit on someone down the street in Albania? I don't know, maybe that's circumventing the law slightly, but I think it's worth a try. I'd give it a red hot go, that's for sure. I know you would, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt about it. Now, we were just talking slightly and quickly off air about perhaps a fact that we would both have on our uh, research. What was it, my friend? Well, do you want to say it, because we didn't talk about it, you know, on in any depth. Um, do you want we to didn't s- talk about it. Do you want to say it at the same time to see if we've covered the same thing? Okay. One, two, three. Concrete bunkers. bunkers. Yeah. Yeah. Bunkers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are more than 750,000 one, one man concrete bunkers scattered across the countryside in Albania, dotting the landscape like giant, giant mutated mushrooms. Yeah. Very fucking strange, Warren. You know what I think they were preempting there? Um, some sort social, of apocalypse. Social distancing, mate. <laughs> One man bunker. Yeah. What more do you need? That's true. Take a little, a bucket of bird shit for good luck. Why wear a mask when you That's can right. hibernate in a one man concrete bunker? Exactly. Stay yeah, there perfect. for your quarantine period, your isolation period. There's plenty of room for one person, and you'll be safe as houses. <laughs> concrete military bunkers are a ubiquitous site in Albania, with the with an average of five point seven bunkers for every square kilometre. Wow, wow, that's a shitload. The bunkers, it is, isn't it? The bunkers were built during the intensely uh, Stalinist and anti-revisionist uh, government of Enver Hoxha. He was the um, president or prime minister? President. Um, oh, I say president, yeah, because that was during its time as a uh, yeah, communist state. Yeah, during the 60s and the 80s. Uh, by 1983, a total of 173,371 bunkers had been constructed around the country. Hox's program of bunkerization <laughs> sounds like a sexual act. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is one as well. I'm going to bunker the shit out of you. <laughs> 
resulted, <laughs> resulted in the construction of bunkers in every corner of the then People's Socialist Republic of Albania, ranging from mountain passes to city streets. They were never used for their intended purpose during the years that Hoxha governed. The cost of constructing them was a drain on Albania's resources, diverting them away from more pressing needs such as dealing with the country's housing shortage and poor roads. The bunkers were abandoned following the the dissolution of the communist government in 1992. A few were used in the Albanian insurrection of 1997 and the Kosovo War of 99. Most are now derelict, though some have been reused for a variety of purposes, including residential accommodation, cafes, storehouses, shelters for animals and for homeless and brothels. Wow. Yeah, I added the brothels, actually. Oh, did you? Bit of flavour. Just because you were thinking about bunkering the shit out of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, um, uh, I'm not sure if I've talked about bald and bankrupt on here before. I think I've mentioned it you briefly. You have, yep, yep. Um, there was actually a video that he posted where I think he was in Albania and he did go and actually just explore the countryside, um, naming off you know, some of those facts about them being literally peppered um, every square kilometre for finding, what was it, five point whatever it was per square kilometre. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he was just visiting them randomly, just walking up to them because they were literally everywhere. And some of them are in beautiful spots. Yeah, well... is the blind, it's like prime real estate. Yeah, like it said, going across the countryside, some of the more picturesque areas, you've got like uh, rivers and forests and then suddenly, bang, a whole cluster of concrete mushroom-type bunkers. Very strange. I think they should paint them all like mushrooms. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because that would create a kind of fairy tale. Like toadstools, um, toadstools. Exactly. Yeah, with red the with the white with the spots. White yeah, nice. I like Maybe that. Maybe blue with some little swirls on there. And then they create should... a kind of magical backstory to them. And then all the, the civilians of Albania have to be forced to paint themselves blue and wear <laughs> white hats. <laughs> with, with black rimless glasses. <laughs> now, would this be correct? And I'm just trying to remember the Smurfs. Now, they all went shirtless, didn't they, except for Smurfette? Uh, Smurfette, yeah, and I think uh, one of them, there was a doctor as well. I think he wore like a, you know, a doctor's smock or whatever you call it, doctor's coat. Well, they're respectable, don't they? The rest of them are just filth. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Prostituting themselves all over fucking yeah, that's right. Smurf and land. Woman amongst all of them, which, you know, is a strange sexist attitude that the Smurfs had. Yeah, it was a bit odd, actually. And Papa... Did they only make one survive? Like, is that actually what happened? Well, I don't know. I don't know what the backstory is that there was only one female Smurf. Um, but I used to be, you know how there was Gargamel? He was the bad guy, the antagonist. I was actually always scared of Papa Smurf, the red one, because he was a different colour. Now, I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but he was old and he was always getting annoyed with everyone. And I was always, he was a, bit, always a bit cross, wasn't he? I was always a bit fearful of him and, he, and his wrath. <laughs> Mind a bit of Gargamel and um, Azrael. No, no, they were fine. They were fine. I found them quite comical, actually. Um, right, right, and, right. And, Which is the point of the show, I'm, I'm assuming. And Smurfette, I always found myself a little bit attracted to, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what was that her voice? Uh, just everything, the whole look. Yeah, I bet you'll say the same thing about Miss Piggy. Well, I remember, yeah, yeah, she had a cuteness about it too. Um, 
<laughs> I remember uh, my f- very first girlfriend. I actually um, painted her blue on the night we lost our virginity together. <laughs> I told her it was all normal, and this is what everyone does. <laughs> right, right, and then she obviously just went along with it, for just in aid of your happiness. Yeah, but then she, you know, cottoned on and she dressed as Papa Smurf one night. And it was all over. Fuck <laughs> like that. I'm going. <laughs> this has got too real. It's got too real. <laughs> Imagine that as a, as a guy's fantasy. He'd always had this slight nervy thing. No, we'll just take your example here. I'm not saying it is you. But, yeah, you, you've always had this thing about Papa Smurf being scared of it. Yeah. You've got a very, very understanding. Well, this person's got a very understanding girlfriend, partner, whatever, and they've gone, they've thought, you know what, this is the best way to help them fight their fear. It's an irrational <laughs> yeah. fear. It's not one that makes any sense. I'm going to make this. We're going to make this go away tonight. And so all the effort goes into the outfit, the beard, the the body paint. They even do heaps of practice with the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining the guy having a fucking heart attack. Well, I, I'm that. I'm all for as you know. I'm all for confronting fears. I don't like to be scared of anything. Of course but, not. Papa uh, Smurf might be pushing my, too far. But a girlfriend dressed as Papa Smurf, ready to peg me, is <laughs> something I can't confront ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there. Uh, okay, so uh, did you know that Albania is actually known? As a very weird place, and it's it's partly to do with the fact that they were in basically like uh, like North Korea. They were very cloak and dagger, very shut down during the communist yeah. years. Um, that was and, a word I read. Isolationist was the word that yeah, described them. That there was that curtain, you know, and no one really knew what was going on with them, and 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 therefore, and they didn't know what was going on with the rest of the world as well. So therefore, when they did come out of that in in nineteen eighty five. They were kind of behind the times a little bit. Like they, you know, it took them a while before they started getting the real good music scene, like got into metal and stuff like that or whatever, or to alternative music. That's, that's the sign of a developed country. When did they get <laughs> <Yeah>. into metal? <laughs> when you grow your hair long and don't don't have a job and just play guitar, you know you've made it. <laughs> that's what you say when you walk into a developed country or developing country. You say, when did you accept metal into your heart? <laughs> yeah. And it gives you a very, very good idea. And I was going to ask, it's pretty, like, along with putting in 750,000 single-person concrete bunkers, it must be a big job putting the curtain right around the whole country. Yeah, the curtain is uh, painted like a toadstool uh, from the Smurfs. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea because no one would have suspected there was a whole country behind it. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, no now, wonder they were isolationists for so long. If you're uh, if you're walking along the streets of Albania, Warren, you're likely yeah. to notice uh, a large number of scarecrows in odd places. Albanians believe a scarecrow placed on a home or other buildings while it's under construction will ward off the envy of the neighbours and sometimes even evil spirits. Sometimes you'll see a teddy bear serving the same purpose. The odd part is that the scarecrow or the teddy bear will be impaled or hanging from a rope like a noose. (laughs) Uh, So you've got these people wandering around covered in bird shit. Um, sleeping in in these fucking one like concrete bunkers with with teddy bears hanging out the front of them on a noose. I'd say that's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> because yeah, I think you've you've painted the picture quite well there. 
<laughs> yeah. But the one, the one main point that I can appreciate is that they never wash the bird shit off. No, no, so, they keep it on them. Yeah. Yeah, along <laughs> the the bird people, along with the, the vision of the the toadstool houses and now the impaled soft toys, it does. It's a terrifying place, Albania. Well, you've heard of the Birdman of Alcatraz. Yeah. These, these are the bird people of Albania. Of Albania. <laughs> yeah. You hide behind the curtain. That's right. Uh, yeah. Now, I've got one last one, um, and I guess it uh, ties in well because we're currently uh, um, got the Olympics going on. Um, yeah, of course. This one's a sad one, actually. It made me feel a little bit sad. Um, <laughs> Albania has never won a medal at the Olympics. It's most most popular events are weightlifting, shooting, and wrestling, but they're fucking stupid at that as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Big shout out to our Albanian listeners. Maybe it's because they're actually banned from having a bird shit on them before they start the match. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And if they did, and that was permitted, there'd be a whole different outcome. They'd probably be the highest scoring country, even with low numbers in it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe in the future. Maybe we'll see that at the next Well, Olympics, like I said, is in Paris. it made me feel a little bit sad, and I do hope that one day... Because imagine, it's like it's like soccer. You know what I mean? When you watch a game of yeah. soccer and it's nil all for most of the game, and in the last couple of minutes someone scores a goal and it's triumphant and the whole fucking stadium erupts. Imagine the day when yeah. Albania gets uh, any kind of medal, bronze, silver, gold, whatever, any yeah. kind of medal... For any kind of sport that they're involved in, that imagine, imagine that feeling. It would be that amazing. It I, I did pass through my mind as well. I thought that person or that team or what, whatever it ends up being, because I'm sure it will happen one day. Um, it will. They will be national heroes forever. I'm happy to sign a petition to yep. get uh, being shit on by a bird into the Olympic Games. Yeah, 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 because they win every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, they've accepted skateboarding. They've got BMX yeah, riding. Yeah, I saw that. That's I cool. I mean, for fuck's sake, they have beach volleyball. They have they have some odd sports, actually. Um, oh, what's it called? The one, the running race where they jump in the fucking puddle on the way around. Steeplechase. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, I was always a bit, I don't, I don't think I ever realised what the steeplechase was. I just heard the name and I was like, oh, yeah. But it's a running race where there are hurdles. But then every lap, there is one hurdle that ends with everyone going through a big fucking puddle. Oh. And then they just keep running. I don't think I've which, seen that. No, I, I don't think I've seen it either. <laughs> now, why, Luke? <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, why are they jumping hurdles as well? Well, I, I don't know. That makes more sense to me than hitting a great big fucking puddle after jumping. Yeah, okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, you're right. Because obviously the athleticism involved in jumping over a hurdle is quite significant. But jumping That's into right. a puddle, I mean, I could do that tomorrow. <laughs> I guess it's the, and you're running around the, the track like I think they do three thousand meter steeplechase. Wow! So it's it's a long race, yeah. And every lap they jump into this fucking puddle. Now let's look at the positives. It cools your feet off. Cools you down a bit. That's, yeah, that's it. Right. The negatives are you've got wet fucking feet for the rest of the fucking race well, after the first lap. I reckon it would be interesting. Maybe not now, but, but I reckon it would be interesting be, to look up where it originated from because obviously all the Olympic Games are you know from uh, from the original Olympic Games in Greece. Um, yeah. And I, I know the story of marathon. 
which is the dude had to run that far to go and warn some other dudes about a battle. Um, and that's yeah. why it's like the distance, what it is. What is the distance? Eloquently put, can I say, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know me, mate. <laughs> he, was a great, he was a naked great guy. He had to warn some other great I, I am a scholar. Cool. I'm a scholar and a lecturer, as you know, Warren. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> some dude fucking did something, and then the other dudes were happy about it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Everyone's learning something <laughs> yeah. I'm flying the wall. Have you got anything else on Albania, my friend? Actually, I was just gonna—I was just gonna say something about the name steeplechase before I do. Go oh, okay, to sorry. Yep, yep, yep. What to you? What do you think of when I say the word steeple? I think of that little nursery rhyme. Here is the steeple, and you do it with your fingers, and then you know. Yeah, and I thought the steeple was the pointy bit on a church. Yeah, that's yeah. So why is it called a steeplechase? I'm thinking something to do with horses as well, isn't it? Well, that's what I thought, yeah, like, a, it's a, like some sort of horse equestrian thing. Uneducated. <laughs> What's that catchphrase again? Unreliable, uneducated. Uneducated, unscripted. Unorthodox. <laughs> Speaking of churches. Um, okay, so uh, the there's a port city of uh, Duras. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but it has a beach that has a extensive problem with frequent outbreaks of skin infections due to uh, waste. Oh, shit, really? I'd move. Yeah, well, literally, mate, literally shit. Um, <laughs> What's with the Albanians and shit? They're getting bird <laughs> shit, they've got human <laughs> shit on them now. <laughs> what? Yeah, they'd rather go to the beach and bathe in human excrement uh, and get a skin infection than, than you know, make getting shit on by a bird in Olympic sport. And I think that that's a real problem they're going to have to look into in the future. Okay. Um, do you know what a galesh is? Oh, it sounds like a small knife that a Gurkha might use. <laughs> that a Gurkha might use? Yeah. I like that. It's very specific, and I'm going to look up Gurkha to see if they do have a knife. Oh, Gurkhas are cool. They're cool. They've got some kind of curved knife thing that they use. So also Gherkins, they're also cool. That's very disrespectful to Gurkha's one. <laughs> That's true. Okay, well, a galesh is a hat, but it's a very special kind of hat because it has no brim. Oh, okay, so allow more bird shit to hit them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it covers up, you know, it covers your modesty if you happen to be losing a little bit of hair, you know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You don't want your bald spot getting pummeled with bird shit, especially if it's quite a weighty bird. But the rest of your body needs to be free, open, and available yeah, nice. for any given flock. So I like the invention of the galesh. Yeah, I like the galesh as well. And I think we should all get a galesh in the future. <laughs> I think it reminds um, me of that razor brand, a brand Gillette Galesh, the best a man can <laughs> get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And uh, something else to keep the bird shit falling uh, well is getting your hair cut. Now, what the barber, hairdresser, or stylist might do after you get a, your hair cut is give you a slap on the neck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and they say they say a couple of words in your ear quietly. They go "mishtandet" or something like that, and it's like a blessing. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like health be, you know, health be upon you. Well, wow. yeah, they give you a fucking slap on the back of the neck. May Just many say, get on you, mate. Get on your fucking way. Go get shot on. May many birds shit upon you today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and off they fucking toodle. If what it, I like about Albania, and this is um off. This is off script, mate, because everything's scripted, obviously, that I just read out. But um, Albania was 
part of the Italian territories uh, up until the 40s. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, which I found quite interesting. So they've, they've had all sorts of, uh, well, not conquerors, but people in their land. So they're quite diverse culturally. But, yeah, because of their proximity there, they actually have a, a large Italian heritage, I did which read, I didn't know. I did read somewhere that Albanian women are quite attractive. Like they're known as, you know, like like uh, Brazilian women. Great beauties. And, of course, Australian women. Um, of course. Because loads of Australian women listeners. Uh, Hello, Australian women. About, uh, yeah, Albanian women are meant to be quite the eye candy. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know you're Fantastic. googling it. You're googling, imaging it like a madman right now, aren't you? <laughs> I, I'm just putting Albanian eye candy. Albanian tits, Albanian what boobs. <laughs> what I'm coming up with is literally eye candy. Oh yeah, nice. Imagine yeah, push, yeah, imagine pushing it. a jelly bean into your eye. <laughs> That's right. Delicious. You want eye candy? I give you eye candy and a slap on the neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. we'll uh, go to a quick break and we'll come back with Dawn of the Shed. Excellent. The Dawn of the Shed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Warren. I didn't know Mike Patton had joined us. <laughs> if uh, the good people listening in Nigeria would like to email us some complaints, how would they do that? <laughs> it's uh, the Fly the Wall Podcast 11 at gmail.com. And if, like, the people in Albania would like to. DM you, Luke, and uh, send us some pictures or some sort of filthy uh, bird shit sort of portraits. Where would they send you on Instagram? Yeah, look, guys, uh, take a break from getting shit on by birds um, <laughs> and just jump on Instagram, fly on the wall podcast with an underscore between each of those words. You can DM us whatever you want. You can comment. You can like the pretty pictures, um, whatever you want. And on Twitter. You can get in touch with us at Fly on the Wall P O One. Okay, do want to what? There's links to episodes. Sorry. Shut the fuck up, Warren. No, no, um, I just keep talking. So, I Dawn of the Shed. Uh, <laughs> I know I say this every time we talk about the shed, but I, for one, am thoroughly enjoying myself building this motherfucker. Well, you for one should be, mate, because you're the only one building it. No. You came over the other day. For a bear of it. <laughs> you came over the other day and you attached a door handle, and I must say I it's the best attachment of a door handle I've seen this week. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, mate. It means a lot coming from you. <laughs> no, you've Thank done you. you've done well with that. Um, yeah, okay. So <laughs> Thanks, let's, let's talk progress. I can't remember what we talked about last week, but I've sprayed the door. I can't remember if I'd done that last week. Um, so I uh, got a couple of cans of spray paint. I was going to go for red, but they'd run out of red, so I'd gone for tangerine or uh, safety vest orange, and uh, it looks good. I'm actually I'm actually preferring the fact that I've got the tangerine or orange instead of the red. Um, it looks really nice. <laughs> Hey? I would agree, mate. I would agree because in the photo I 
first saw it on Instagram, I did think it was red, but then I think you said something about it being orange, and then when I was there, I was like, aha, yes, indeed, it's like a burnt orange. Yeah, kind of pops, I reckon, against all the uh, the raw wood, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I've, I've done that, um, and like I said, Warren's attached the uh, matte black handle, which locks from the inside and the outside with a key. I'm impressed with that. Um, and one of the exciting things for me, uh, like I mentioned uh, a couple of episodes ago, I got a, a $10 window from the tip, um, uh, four panels of glass in it. I found another $10 window, but this one wasn't a window. This one was a glass top of a coffee table, um, five, 500 by 500, as in millimetres, and uh, roughly nearly 10 millimetres thick as well. So it's a big, solid piece of hardened glass, which is I just thought was... Because I was trying to think outside the box. I was thinking I couldn't find the right type of window, and a lot of them were... The, and the price range that I wanted, a lot of them were really small and often opaque or frosted, you know? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want that. So I was, I was thinking, oh, could I use glass from a fish tank? Should I just go to a glazier and get some glass? Can I use glass from a picture frame? And then I thought, oh, glass coffee tables. And then, yeah, I found one not too far away. So uh, just about 10 Ks down the road. And uh, yeah, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. So good. Bloody perfect, mate. Yeah, good, chunky, solid piece of glass. Um, so on the way home, I was thinking, okay, how do I frame it? I ended up using um, pieces of the uh, the fence that I'd picked up not so long ago, the hardwood uh, horizontal pieces. Yep. Um, yeah, siliconed it all in there as well, so it's all sealed tight. And uh, yeah, installed that one yesterday. I was really quite happy with that. It looks good, mate. I'm glad you moved it over a little bit. Um, yeah. I think it needed to be front and centre on that, that section, that panel that you put it in. I, I had it close to the door originally because I was when it was going to be small, I was almost <coughs> seeing it as like a little peaky hole, like a little, you know, just to sort of see who's at the door rather than looking out into the garden. But then when I found this bigger piece, I thought, no, actually. And then when I positioned it, I went, no, 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 it definitely needs to be centred. That's for sure. Yeah. And then and then today, so I've been off, <laughs> which is funny, but I've actually been off work because of the rib since Thursday. Um, but, yeah, I've, you know, I can't sit still for too long, so I've been t- <laughs> uh, tinkering away with the shed. It gave you a great opportunity to work on your shed. <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, um, I, see, w- when it hurts is, um, well, when I when I speak, yawn, sneeze, or <laughs> nah, it's actually got better, but I've found when I'm standing up is is the best, is, is the most comfortable. So to be able to stand up and do the window is no problem at all. The only time I'm in any kind of discomfort is when I'm sort of bending over to um, use the handsaw to cut bit, uh, bits and pieces but other than that it's actually been pretty good so so what I did today was I've done I've started doing this uh, with offcuts of timber and stuff like that I'm trying to make the use make use of everything as much as I possibly can because that's part of the um, that was part of the plan um, so I've done this sort of parquetry it's sort of parquetry it's not exactly parquetry but it's a jigsaw puzzle basically of, of pieces right, yeah, and I, I I did one panel, and that's the one I sent I sent a photo to you, Warren. You quite liked it, and then you suggested I, I reckon you do, should do that on most of the walls. So that's what I I did. So today, uh, so the inside of the glass coffee table window wall, <laughs> that's a mouthful. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I've done all like that. So it's all parquetry on the inside. Uh, oh, sorry, on the top half, the bottom half is just uh, long planks. But yeah, so it's coming together. I'm quite excited. Good on you, mate. Well, I did happen to notice on the Instagram that you'd put a little shelf under that little window. 
Yeah, so I, I, that's the other thing I did today was put up two shelves. Um, so I've got a, a small little narrow one directly under the window, which is going to have uh, uh, little vintage cans of coffee, tea, sugar, and hot chocolate. <laughs> um, and then there's a bigger shelf under that, which is more of like a a miniature bench for a bit of a kitchenette sort of area where I can prepare meals, prepare hot oh, drinks. Jesus, here we go. And prepare hot drinks. <laughs> Perfect, bro. Perfect. And then under that shelf... Oh, is I'm going to put some hooks on where I'll be hanging like uh, enamel white mugs, you know, the camping mugs. Um, That's very specific, enamel white mugs. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe a skillet um, yep. and, okay. and some uh, like utensils or knives a or whatever. A tin of sardines. Yeah, yeah, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All so, that. so what I've what I've as I've been working away on it and. It started as a shed, as a hobby shed, uh, a studio, if you will. But the more I work on it, the more it's transforming into a cabin, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking, my good friend. That is definitely what I was thinking as well. Well, so much so that uh, I actually put it to the wife that when it's completed, that let's go away for the weekend and stay in the cabin um, and only use the house for toilet and uh, shower and but for yep. two nights we'll stay in the cabin <laughs> it's certainly sounding a lot more upmarket when you call it a cabin yeah well she was up for it she thought it was a great idea um oh that's great yeah whether we'd string up some hammocks or just have uh, you know some um you know uh, camping mats down or something like that but i think yeah, with, the, yeah. with the wood heater burner that you've that you're still uh, tinkering away on i think we'll be quite toasty in there and uh, it, it should be good. Yeah, I think it will roast some marshmallows and have our hot chocolate and whatever, you know. It'll be good. It'll be good fun. It, it'll be beautiful, mate. I think it's a, a good little target to have in mind, you know, to sort of before you start maybe setting it up with too many bits and pieces. Yeah. You can kind of enjoy that, that night in there or a couple of nights in there. That's right, yeah. Like that. So, uh, so how are you going with the uh, the amazing ammo box wood heater, Warren? <laughs> Well, I actually, um, I haven't had a whole heap of time to be able to dedicate to it in the last week, but what I've managed to do is drill the uh, vent holes in the front that will match up with that little circular vent disc, um, and I've also um, grinded all of the paint off it. Oh, okay, so you did that, nice. It is now bare metal, and it kind of looks quite good, actually, like a brushed steel. Yeah, I can imagine um, it looking like quite an industrial kind of looking thing. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture of it afterwards. I haven't got around to that yet. Yeah, no right. Um, but yeah, so still to cut the the spot for the drawer um, underneath. But really, once I've done that, uh, the the stove is almost kind of set to go. It's Excellent. just then establishing the the flue and the little chimney pipe that we've got to set up at the actual shed itself. Yeah. So yeah, but we can definitely fire it up at some point sooner than that and just see how she goes yeah that's cool that's really cool um now just before we wrap up this little segment i just wanted to say a big thank you to your son matty uh for supplying uh some extra timber for me some mdf that's going to come in very handy to basically fill the gaps between the walls of the cabin and the roof of the cabin. So that's going to come in very handy. So thanks, buddy. Um, you can find it's him. It's fair to say that my family has been instrumental 
Actually, in, the, yeah. for, in the carrying out of your grand scheme. Well, it? you and your other son were, uh, kindly dropped off some goods the other day, actually. That's it, mate. So we're working 24 7 around <laughs> the clock. A, I like it. Um, yeah. Now, if <laughs> well, you, you limp around the property saying what you can and can't do with your broken ribs. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, if you'd, like no, to hear, if you'd like to hear the dulcet tones of Maddie, um, you can listen to episode 94 where he um, uh, had the hot seat because I was away that night. And uh, you and him ran the show, so go check it out, guys. Uh, all right, we'll come back with the uh, final thoughts. Good. G'day guys, welcome to Good, Bad, Ugly and Weird. This is a little segment I do, in case you've never heard it before, this is a little segment I do for Fly on the Wall Podcast. Um, This one is uh, a little bit different because I'm sort of doing it on the fly. Uh, Excuse the pun. (laughs) Um, Because I've just, it's just happened. So I've just seen a customer and... He is Mr. Conspiracy Theory, and I just thought it might make for an interesting, good, bad, ugly, and I wanted to document it straight away so I didn't miss any of the um, information that he decided to uh, to spill. Um, now, I'm not a huge conspiracy theory person. I think... I think, uh, look, straight off the mark, I, I'm not naive. I know that there's more going on behind the scenes in the world than what we just know about and what we see on online and, and on the news and read about and all that kind of stuff. I know, obviously, there's cloak and dagger shit going on all the time. Um, but I don't know. This stuff that he started to spill today... Um, was on the more extreme side than one thing in particular, which is what I'm going to focus on. So I guess, I guess today the category <laughs> would class as weird, I suppose. Yeah, let's go with weird. Because um, I'm sort of just standing there. I wish I'd pressed record on my phone, but uh, that's probably breaking some sort of law, recording someone without them really knowing. Um, and I don't want to get into trouble, but yeah, I was very tempted. Anyway, so yeah, went and saw this client today. Uh, now, as far as I'm aware, there's no mental health issue with this guy, so I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm going to be careful. I'm not taking the piss out of him. Yeah, everyone's entitled to their own theories and opinions and stuff like that. But I, this one was just, I don't know, to me, very far-fetched and worth talking about. Anyway, so it went from "Hello, how are you going?" to straight into well, how, the world's pretty fucked, isn't it? And I said, oh, yeah, coronavirus is pretty crazy. He goes, oh, that's the least of our problems. Like, is it? And he said, yeah, well, you know, we've got all these, um, what did he call them? Um, uh, well-off influencers or uh, rich influencers, I think he called them. Um, like Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, and Ellen DeGeneres, who... Um, <laughs> who are running the world and are slowly getting rid of everyone 
Now he said Bill Gates is um, slowly buying up all the agricultural farmlands in India so that one day people will have to buy them from him or if they don't have the money, they'll perish in the wastelands. Um, he also said that these types of people, Kard he even mentioned the Kardashians, anyone who's influential and rich um, is basically in this category in his opinion. They are doing this thing called spirit cooking, which is uh, something done by, I can't remember what the name was now, Miriam Badag, Bandagi or Bandini or something like that. I can't remember now. I can't remember the name, but this very, um, a spirit goddess, uh, or sorry, a spirit priestess who teaches um, rich people how to cook dead bodies so that they can eat the dead bodies and gain the power from that dead person's soul. Um, like I said, I don't believe there's any mental health issue there with this dude, um, but I could be mistaken. But he, you know, I mean, he's uh, high functioning if he is, but he he's a lovely, don't get me wrong, he's actually a really, really nice guy. And we've had some great conversations over the last couple of years since he's been my client. But, and I've always known that he kind of errs on the side of like cloak and dagger stuff. He's big into the Rockefellers. Uh, he's big into the Illuminati, all that kind of thing. Actually, talking of the Rockefellers, he said, uh, he said today, Did, do you know that uh, Hitler was actually a Rockefeller? His mum was raped by a Rockefeller. Uh, now, uh, if you don't know the Rockefellers, I only know a little bit, but basically they're a... Um, uh, my understanding is that they're a Jewish family who are said to basically run everything in America from Hollywood to the court systems. That's all I really know, so don't quote me on that, but go and look them up yourself. Actually, it's something I might explore eventually down the track with B-Was. Um, but anyway, yeah, this guy said that uh, Hitler's mum was raped by one of the Rockefellers and and Hitler was the result. So technically Hitler was a Jew and that's why he had this inbred hate, hatred for Jews. It had nothing to do with anything else apart from the fact that his mum was raped by a Jewish man and happened to be one of the Rockefellers. Now I'd, I've never ever heard that story before. I have heard the story that Hitler was the 13th attempt of, of having a child um, because of all the, the his mum had 12 miscarriages before giving birth to him. I'd heard that, but I, and I still don't know if that's 100% truth, but I hadn't heard the Rockefeller rape story. Um, what else did he spout off today? Uh, <laughs> there was so much, and I, I was speaking to him for about 15 minutes, and he just like, oh yeah, he got uh, into the, um, the Trump and Biden um, saga. Uh, he's definitely a Trumpist, which, you know, that's fine, that's up to him. But he did say that Biden's cousins um, invented and built and manufactured and sold the ballot counting machines. And that's why um, Biden won. So I've never, I've heard a few theories about the cheating and stuff like that, but I hadn't heard that one. So that was a, that was a new one for me. Um, Oh man, what else was there? It was like there was like a lot, and he did say, um, yeah, the coronavirus is definitely a man-made um, virus, and that all the rich people are getting rid of the poor people. Like they're basically sort of filtering. You know, they're, they're, what did he call the term he used was sifting, 
sifting through the garbage to keep all the good stuff, which is the good stuff is the rich, influential people, and the bad stuff is obviously uh, the likes of me and Big Was. Um, so that was an interesting one. Uh, he said something about how many times has Bill Gates said something along the lines of getting rid of seven billion people and we won't have a problem anymore. Apparently, um, uh, what's his name, Prince Philip, uh, the Queen's husband who passed away, uh, apparently in an interview he said the same thing we should the best thing we should do is get rid of seven billion people and it'll be a better a better world so uh yeah so some interesting stuff to um divulge there to you guys um i just wanted to while it was like hot off the press i wanted to relay it to you guys uh listening to the podcast and um, you know let me know what you think you can email us at the fly on the wall podcast one one at gmail.com let me know your theories and and uh crazy conspiracy theories and ideas about all that kind of stuff and um, whether you think there's any you know um any grit to it is there any truth to it you know uh yeah all right take it easy and we are back in g'day guys there you go so you got some news for us, Warren. There's a break, <laughs> some breaking news. You're going to prompt everything, mate. No, I was just telling Luke briefly before he threw us back on air that um, my brother, my younger brother, um, my, not my youngest brother, but my yeah, younger brother. We always have to differentiate. Not the youngest to, brother, but I the younger. Everyone get confused. Everyone knows I'm surrounded by brothers. Yeah, and everyone's so like, be... everyone, everyone is confused. Though. They're like, how many fucking brothers has this guy got? <laughs> okay, so I've got three, but I'm number two. So if I say number one, number three, or number four, you know who I'm talking about. So my number three messaged me today and said uh, that he had got Instagram purely so he could follow uh, Fly on the Wall podcast and see the progress of the said shed. And also, he did mention the wood heater. So that was kind of nuts for me as well. But yeah, he, he said, um, and I don't think you'll mind me saying this, he said when he heard us talking about fence palings, etc., etc., he thought it would be shit. <laughs> but... <laughs> but but he said, upon looking at it on Instagram and seeing the pictures, he said it looks great. It's amazing what filters can do. That's right, I know, I know. You use the vignette, you're using all the fade and the colour. Yeah. No, but I think he was uh, pleasantly surprised by how you've done with it, mate, so well done. Okay, yeah, that's good. And, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, he, he wasn't expecting it to good as it does and I think you know I think that stands testament to the stuff that you've learned while you've been doing it too what I like also, is that um, and also the high quality materials I've been supplying to you <laughs> what I like is uh, now how old is that younger brother of yours oh well I'm not sure if you'll like me mentioning it, but he's 40 this year oh wow um, what I like is that he's used his full name for his Instagram handle now, <laughs> now, now that's the kind of thing that my mum or dad would do or my granddad yeah. would do um, but he, he and what? I, but what I was thinking about it today, I was thinking, yeah, it's interesting because you are obviously scared of your own name and scared of people <laughs> triangulating your your location and all that kind of yeah. jazz, which is fair yeah, enough. Of course, terrified, which which yeah. is fair enough. Um, no, but it, you know, needs to be that uh, uh, semblance of uh, what uh, mystique, maybe let's call it. A nominee here, if I can say the word. Yeah, nominee. So I was thinking about it today, and I was thinking, is it old school and old fashioned, or it doesn't? he know or is he just saying come at me bro like this is who i am i'm not fucking holding back anything this is my address this is my phone number i'll fuck you up 
<laughs> possibly, possibly. Actually, what I liked about um, the – I've spoken about it this very early on, um, about one of the podcasts that I listened to that made me enjoy podcasts um, was the Cigar Box Guitar one. Oh, yeah. And it was – I mean, yes, he was advertising his business, which was Birdwood Guitars, but he would always say his full name, where to find him in terms of not his house, but like his shop – and obviously, just pretty much all the contact details. And he'd have his, his face up on the video and he'd be chatting away. So very, very open like that. So I just think some people go, oh, well, yeah, fuck it. What, what's the worst you're going to be able to do? <laughs> yeah. just hit it. So, you know, they maybe believe in the inherent good in people. Whereas so maybe, maybe my brother is essentially Gandhi. You're, uh, so on the Instagram, you're Swamp Bastard Guitars. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And that's also your handle on the gay app Grinder, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I just don't have the guitars bit at the end. Ah, uh, just swamp bastard anything yeah, you but, want. But sweaty, sweaty. Um, what was what I w- was wearing earlier? Ah, uh, the uh, khaki safari suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got that Sexy. on in the in the pictures for that. And I reckon um, I reckon you can rip it off all in one go, in one swift movement, rip it off, and all you're wearing is an animal print G-string, and you're like a Tarzan. Yeah, yeah, because it's Velcroed pretty much from the neck down both sides Perfect. to the groin. Now do your yeah. best Tarzan call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, thoughts on tonight's show, Warren? Um, I thought it was a bit of fun, actually. A lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, we had a good giggle. We learned a little bit about it. And we, we also had a bit of a giggle about the things that we learned. And I think that's always good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's show. It had a had a different level of enthusiasm, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's the painkillers I'm on or what. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, definitely, it was fucking full noise tonight. Full noise. That's always a good thing, mate. It's always good to think to ourselves, we still have energy, even though we might be old, frail, and uh, failing old men. I think we still can actually get motivated like a 90-year-old getting married to an 83-year-old. Yeah. I think my favourite image that I'm going to take away tonight as I try to sleep (laughs) is uh, you covered in sweat in a safari suit with 50 angry cocks coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's your big takeaway from tonight? (laughs) Well, funnily enough, it's the same outfit. Yep. <laughs> but um, transpose me from deepest, darkest uh, Nigeria or Africa to Albania, yep. and I'm actually sitting on one of our painted toadstool one-man bunkers. Oh, nice. I like that, yep. Yeah, yeah, with a bunch of uh, blue-painted Smurf outfit-wearing Albanians around me covered in bird shit. Maybe, uh, maybe playing a lute. Absolutely. Not a Luke. Not a Luke. A Luke. And then, and just in a little cage just down to the side, I've got Papa Smurf ready to release. Oh, Jesus. That you should have said his name. (laughs) I know. That's That's it. Yeah. Broken out in a cold sweat now. <laughs> but that's been us. We're Fly on the Wall Podcast. This is episode 120. Um, if you like what you've heard, guys, uh, you know what to do. Jump on iTunes. Give us some sort of review. You can say you hate us, you love us, you want to fuck us, whatever you want. Um, Preferably five stars, but anything really is okay. Um, And, yeah, jump on the Instagram, support us there. Jump on to Twitter and support us there. Flick us an email to say g'day, um, to complain. We love complaints. Um, We will read them. We will read them aloud on air. Um, So be prepared for that. So, uh, yeah. 
Come at us. <laughs> any, any reputation is better than no reputation. Wouldn't you agree, Luke? Exactly. We all know who yeah. Hitler is, don't we? <laughs> exactly. And I wouldn't say exactly. I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's take marketing advice from him and just go with it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Be good to yourselves and be good to those sexy motherfucking goats. That's it. Now, you know what goat stands for, don't you, Luke? What it stands for? Now, I've for? just learned this just, just recently. Uh, Greatest... Go- of all time. Oh, really? Absolutely. Toodles!